Thank you for listening to the following films podcast. Today I'm joined by Chaz Bono to discuss his work in the upcoming Tubi original, Bury the Bride. In the film, bride-to-be June's bachelorette getaway turns deadly when her bloodthirsty fiancé and his backwoods friends show up to crash the party. What follows becomes a living nightmare of unholy proportions as June, her sister Sadie, and their closest friends fight for their lives and avenge the ones who don't make it through the night. Big thanks to Bookman's for sponsoring this episode, and thanks to Fort Worth for letting us use their song at the end. If you'd like to connect with the show, the best place to find us online is at followingfilms.com or on Twitter by following at followingfilms. Please leave us a review and follow the show on Spotify. It really does help. You can also support the podcast by going to anchor.fm slash followingfilms slash support. Bury the Bride hits Tubi in North America on April 22nd as a Tubi original and screens at Panic Fest tonight in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, April 15th. If you happen to be listening to this today and you're in the Kansas City area, go check it out. This is something I'm really, really jealous that I didn't get to see this in front of an audience because I think this will screen really well. Um, also, if you happen to be in the Salem area, the Salem Horror Film Fest, it'll be playing there on April 22nd. And if not, check it out on April 22nd on Tubi. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks. Good morning, okay. Chaz. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so good. Um, I yeah. actually was just re-watching a couple of key moments of the film just a few minutes ago because I, I really loved this. I loved how it subverted pretty much every expectation that I had of the film. And okay. it took me about 35 minutes, I think, to figure out why in God's name you chose to do this movie. I was like, this is Chaz is legitimately funny funny person like you you can you have chops and i just didn't understand you were being underutilized and then there's that moment in the barn i was like oh okay i get it now like what you were doing in this movie and so i just had a blast with this i was wondering if you could just talk a little bit about what attracted you to do this project sure so i had been looking to produce something in horror for a, a while now and um and i ended up meeting uh chrissy fox first we had the same manager and we just really hit it off kind of right off the bat um and i did a couple smaller projects with her and then the script for bury the bride was ready and and we kind of i talked to her a little bit about you know wanting to looking to get into producing eventually too um and so you know they sent me the script and i really liked them and i just thought it was a great script and um and yeah and so i was i just was like all right let's do it you know <laughs> just uh, um and that's that's pretty much what happened and then as you talk about my character you know i didn't really when i signed on i didn't really know what part i'd be playing i just kind of you know left it up to them and 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 chrissy was like all right you're gonna play this this world puppy he, he doesn't talk a lot and I was like, okay. Um, and then I read the script and I was like, he doesn't talk at all. Like, he, doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't talk at all. And at that point, even, you know, when I do finally talk in the film, it wasn't as built up yet. I kind of did some rewrites there. So, um, so yeah. And, and Chris was like, you just trust me. This is going to be 
a really impactful part in the movie. She kind of, you know, explained where this idea came from. And, um, and, and I was like, all right, let's, I'll try it. I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of actor that, you know, I like doing different things. I've never not spoken, you know, over 90% of the film that I'm in. <laughs> and I looked at it as a, as a challenge of, of trying to create a performance that uh, without speaking so that when I finally tell my story, it kind of the way I've been acting kind of makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and it's something that if you're paying attention to the performance, it's something that could immediately, when you're watching it, it could feel like, oh, okay, this is a riff on the silent Bob character. This is something like that that you're doing at first. Right. But then you realize there's actually a lot more depth here than is readily apparent than into what you're doing with the character's name and all these things. And you're yeah. telling, you're telegraphing kind of the whole time what's happening. And I don't want to give anything away because I think one of the joys of this movie is right finding out where it's going and because mm -hmm. it's constantly the, the tone of the movie is all over the place, but it still yeah. feels true to itself. Um, and that's tough to pull off where you're vacillating between comedy and horror and it's right. still funny, but still actually, you know, it's still tense and that's, that's really hard to do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we don't think of it as, you know, like horror comedy or anything, but there's definitely, some levity within the first you know part of the film um you know all of the girls you know going to this this place for the their bachelor for the one girl's bachelorette party uh weekend you know it's it's they're kind of funny together yeah. and even we were doing you know our 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 um our, our readings you know when we first started you know we would laugh at, at their lines and everything um uh, a couple of the girls are really just fine comedians. And, uh, but then it's like, and this is what I like so much is that once the guys come into the movie, the whole tone changes. And, yeah. and for me that it, it feels to me, I've always said kind of like a roller coaster, like the beginning with the, with the women getting there, you feel like you're kind of going up a hill, you know, something's going to Something's happen. wrong. Clearly. Yeah. Something's, something's up. Wrong just don't know what it is and then you know we get there and that's when it just it, i just it feels like to me like a roller coaster you're just constantly going from that point on and the thing that it becomes was such a welcome surprise because i i watch a lot of genre films and so yeah. all the things that i had in my the back of my mind okay it's going to be this it's going to be this it, nope didn't see this particular this particular take on this thing coming and i really love that about it cuz it's just one of those things where it become it, you do that early in the film also sorry to kind of side tangent it yeah. um you think of the line where they're like oh let's go check out the hot tub and there's an expectation and what that means in genre films or at least genre films from when i was a kid and right. then the actual what happens there is something totally different and that's like that was a comforting moment because it was oh shit i'm watching this type of movie and it's like no no you're not you're you're in you're in good hands here so i really yeah. appreciated that that's awesome and so could you talk a little bit about the casting of this beyond uh, you taking this on because um, you had a big role in this film. So sure. there's a a wonderful cast top to bottom here. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, it, it's it's interesting because everybody except one of the women in the cast who was great, but everybody um, either I had worked with or Spider and Chrissy had yeah. worked with. Um, and so that was... You know, I think it just made for a really tight, 
you know, comfortable set. And we all got along great. I mean, it's such an ensemble film that we were, you know, all there's so many scenes of all of us together and um and 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 that, you know, the intensity changes so much. So um yeah, I mean I I agree. I think it's cast beautifully. Um I was happy to um the the gentleman who plays David, Dylan Rourke, is somebody who is great a, voice but, in this. Just yeah. a, the it's so good. Such a unnerving yeah. character. He is. And and literally we met my first day back in acting class and he and you know us both starting and we've known each other since twenty twelve. Oh wow. Yeah. So and this is the first time we've actually got to work in something professional. So like that was great. And and uh the other character, Bobby, um we, we did American Horror Story together. Yeah. So um and then yeah, those guys have worked with with uh, Scout before and and Lindsay and Adam. So it it yeah, it felt like kind of a, a family thing. Like, you know, and how did you how did you get to know Spider? How did that relationship start? Well, I got to know Spider through Chrissy and okay. yeah, they're, they're partners. Right. Uh, so yeah, I got to, uh, got to get to know him a little bit and, you know, really like working with him as a director. He's very, um, he, he lets, uh, you know, with actors, I mean, he lets us go and try different things and, you know, there'll be a, a you know, maybe a just here or there, but for the most part, he's, he's, you know, very kind of pro actor, um, director. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of, you know, we, Chrissy and I became very good for me. We're very good friends. And mm -hmm. so, so by, you know, through her, I started to just, you know, hang out at the house or out to dinners or whatever, get to know, and got to know spider. So we, we all just flew. We're in panic. We're at panic fest right now, Kansas city. We all, here together yesterday so that's i was i literally was just going to ask you about that because one of my first thoughts when i was watching this was i was really annoyed that i was watching this at home and not watching this with a crowd because i think this would play beautifully in front of an audience and i would love to hear some of the reactions to it um and panic is such a great festival it's probably to, to me one of the best genre festivals that's out there right now yeah yeah so i'm i mean i'm really excited about it we we uh, premiere there on Saturday and I can't wait to see it with an audience on a big screen. I mean, I haven't experienced either of those things, so that's going to be really exciting. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's moments in here where I think you're, there's going to, for me personally, there were things that I was reacting to that I was like, I wonder if an audience would react to this the same way. Would they be going with this? Would they pushing against it? Cause there's several moments here where I think you could be, because you're taking big swings, that it could be divisive. You could definitely turn people off at certain moments, but you could also just like really, I think genre fans will buy into this completely though, because this is just, yeah. a, it's fun. It's a, I can't tell you how much fun I had watching Thank this. It's you. just, it, yeah, it's, it's something that, you nailed it where I think that performance is really key here. The, the, there's not a bad performance in the film. It looks yeah. great. And yeah. that's something that's, I can only assume this was a small budget film. And mm -hmm. I think that you're definitely punching above your weight class with this from every aspect of it. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you liked it. Um, yeah. I mean, that's how I kind of describe it is it, it's just fun. It's just like a good old fashioned 
fun horror movie. Yep. Yeah. And then, so are you a horror movie person? Do you enjoy yeah. horror films? Okay. Yeah, I'm a horror movie person. I, I do enjoy horror. I, I always have. Um, and so, you know, kind of going into horror for me as an actor, I, I just, I love doing horror films because the characters are so, you get to play such different diverse characters. Um, I like playing weird, you know, people or bad people or, you know, whatever. Um, that's, that's always been kind of what, you know, I don't know, a niche that I found off early on. And I just, you know, I just love it. And, and I think horror also gives a unique opportunity to tell story in a, in, um, you know, a very direct and, um, you know, hard hitting way that you just don't get in other genres. Well, and you also, you get to play around with themes and ideas that you don't necessarily get in standard drama. You can, horror audiences are absolutely open to subversive weird like out there yeah. ideas and are very forgiving of that if you give them one or two little moments they'll go they'll go along for the ride and it's become it's so bizarre because in my lifetime i've watched horror become this very um prototypical male oriented um art form that had you know that was downright misogynistic at times but it's become something that is just so boundary pushing at this point and is really i think moved with the culture and is in fact ahead of the culture in a lot of ways yeah for sure and so is that are there specific films that kind of that you looked at when you were making this that made you say when you're doing barry the bride that said okay this is totally kind of what we're going for or from an aesthetic point of view um i know that i i Early on, you know, after I'd read the script and was, you know, getting an idea of it, uh, Chrissy had said, watch the new Resident Evil. Hmm. Um, you know, that tonally, that's, you know, kind of looking tonally what we're, uh, you know, going for. And so, and, and our script was originally a, a cabin in the woods. <laughs> and it ended up... <laughs> Our location yeah. was, you know, s- several weird places in the desert. Um, but uh, so, yeah, that was one of them. And and I, you know, I see the kind of the, the tonality of that movie. Um, and I know we just talked a lot about wanting it to look great, you know, that, you know, even though we were working with a smaller budget, that it would really it's not, it's, you know, our, our thing was we wanted to look like a, you know, a 24 film, like sure. just look great. And I think that, um, the, that spider was able to accomplish that. And I think the film really looks oh, awesome. Absolutely. That closing shot of the film, um, that, I mean, I can say this, it ends with an embrace essentially, but it's something that yeah. it's beautiful that I could, I could hang that on my wall. It's such a gorgeous image and it's something wow. that's, it's just so when I'm getting to that point and it's like, my jaw is slightly open while I'm watching this going, I did not see it ending in this place. And it's such a satisfying, wonderful ending. I don't want to give it away. No, what it gets to is so it, it's not what you would see coming, but you earn that ending. And if you, yes, have the performances in line and it could just feel like, it, you could easily not have built up to that in a way, and but you you earned that, and that that's so so great. 
Yeah, no, um, it's... Today's episode of the Following Films podcast is brought to you by Bookman's. This week, I went into Bookman's and I was looking for a film, something that reminded me of a film festival, be it a film that got its start in a film festival or something that was perhaps about the experience of going to a film festival. I went over and looked through the 4K discs and the Blu-rays and the DVDs. Nothing was really jumping out immediately. So I went over to the box set section and I came across Ingmar Bergman's cinema. If you're not familiar, Bergman was a master storyteller who startled the world with his stark intensity and naked pursuit of the most profound metaphysical and spiritual questions. The struggles of faith and morality, the nature of dreams, and the agonies and ecstasies of human relationships. Bergman explored all of these subjects in films ranging from comedies, whose lightness and complexity belie their brooding hearts to groundbreaking formal experiments and excruciatingly intimate explorations of family life. Arranged as a film festival, with opening and closing nights, bookending double features and centerpieces, this selection spans six decades and 39 films, including such celebrated classics as The Seventh Seal, Persona, and Fanny and Alexander, alongside previously unavailable works like Dreams, The Right, and Brink of Life. It's also accompanied by a 248-page book with essays on each film. This particular box set has been something of a white whale for my collection, something I've had my eye on for years, and I've just never felt the need to pull the trigger on it. But then I walked into Bookman's, and there it was. And the price was so incredibly reasonable, I had to pick it up. This is something that I've been wanting to dive into for a long time, because with uh, Bergman's filmography, I have a lot of blind spots, and I'm really excited to dive in and um, learn more about his work, because every time I've gone and watched one of his films, I'm always struck by how his work has been so influential that you can go back and look at these films and you'll see images or themes or just these kind of ideas that he brings up or that he executes in a way that have had just this profound impact on filmmaking. And you start to see, I guess, what feel like tropes later on, but this is the source. This is where they came from. And it's just really fun to go back and uh, dive into this work. And so I'm really excited to start going and seeing some of these films that I've never seen before. And so was able to get this at Bookman's and you should go to Bookman's too and see what you might uncover. Remember Bookman's has your cool covered. Enjoy the show. I mean, that, I don't want to give it away. Either, yeah, of but course. That was one of the things that sold me on the end on doing the film was also that that end you know i just i loved it i you know i feel like see how can i not give this away um it, you know the guys in the the all the males in this movie kind of with the well i don't even want to say i'm just going to say all the males in this movie are exhibiting you know just the worst toxic masculinity you could yep. possibly imagine. Yes. um and but it's you know ultimately a female empowering film. Yeah, and, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I liked that very much. Well, yeah, because it's um, 
there, there's absolutely something throughout this film that's dealing with agency. That I think you look at this relationship that's at the center of this and what that looks like, and it just it feels like a to me personally a commentary on that and where yeah. these women go to where they they have strength in the end of this in a way that you wouldn't have seen coming. Right. Yeah. And so then, how you're, you're are you going to be going out to Salem for this also? Because I believe you're playing yeah. a Salem film yeah. festival. Yeah. Okay. That's a yeah. that's going to be pretty exciting now that you're taking this thing from really just from script all the way to the end and it's about to you're handing this over to audiences you're letting go of your baby at this point how does that feel for you um it feels really good i mean it feels really exciting you know we we it felt like a long time honestly it's it's just short of a year that from from filming to release so that's pretty quick actually that's not it it's it is it's pretty quick um yeah we're we're really lucky because uh you know chrissy does all all our posts and she's so fast and so good really and, i didn't realize that wow yeah yeah man so did everybody on this production wear multiple hats then is this kind of a all hands well, on deck making things happen i think i mean that's how that you know, that's how, how Chrissy and Spider have, have been making films. I mean, they really started during the pandemic hmm. and, uh, and just, I think were sick of waiting and, and not doing, you know, not getting the work they want. And they just were like, all right, let's do it ourselves. And so Spider made, uh, Allegoria and, and Chrissy made, uh, We Live Alone and, and Frank and, yeah. um, and that's just their, you know, their kind of, we're going to do, you know, why wait, do it now, um, figure out a way to do it now. And, um, yeah, I think that's just, you know, admirable and the kind of the way I want to work too. So, um, well, it, 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 one thing for me that kills a film, especially genre films is when you can pick up on cynicism. That somebody's saying, okay, I'm just making this so that I can make another thing because this is something that I can get made right now. And I I can't pinpoint that moment in a film and say, okay, there's the cynicism, but it's something you can definitely feel. And this film feels like a passion project. You can feel nothing but from, it's just heart top to bottom in this thing. Yeah. Well, you know, we all were, we all loved working on it. Um, And I I think, uh, you know, everything with them and now you know me as a, a you know a portion of that team uh it is just about yeah we just want to put out you know we want to put out great horror movies we want to try to up our game a little bit each time uh we want to do different i mean the next film that we're in pre-production on already is completely different you know just completely different than Barry the Bride. Uh, still in the genre space or still genre, absolutely okay are but but you know as like just a completely different project and um and so i i i think that's the other thing we, we don't want to do the same thing over and over again i mean we always want to stay within the genre but um you know we want to really do do different things each time well i'm 
really happy to hear that because I'm a sucker for genre movies. It's one of the things that got me into film in the first place. The reason that I'm sitting here is because I discovered horror films when I was, you know, 11 years old and started watching things way too young. And it either it kind of broke my brain a little bit, I think. And I, you know, can blame that on George Romero. But, you know, 40 years later, almost, I'm still sitting here and yeah. finding new avenues, new things, and constantly excited by genre films. I never grow tired of them. It's because all those little things you can do within them and how you can put your stamp on this material. And I'm really glad to hear that you're going to be doing that again. Can you say anything about what the general high oh god 45,000 foot view of what this project will be? What I'll say is it's very it's it deals with a family um and it's it's much as 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 Barry the Bride was like big and all these group scenes and kind of an ensemble movie this really isn't it really revolves around um you know Chrissy as character and what she's going through and then everybody for the most part interacts with her through this you know horrific process that that she's going through and that's about all I can say okay all right fair enough yeah I'm well, whatever it is, I don't even care. I'm I'm excited for it because I love that you've kind of formed this little bit of a almost a company, if you will, where everybody's getting back together again and kind of this is your summer stock group that you guys are gonna get together and do the next the next project together. And I, I love seeing, you know, that type of work together. You can follow it along and see the trajectory of a career. Right. It's just fun to watch from the outside. But um I, I guess kind of the the one last thing that i just wanted to touch on here was uh-huh. you you mentioned that you do speak in this and so your it's almost a monologue that you have in this right i loved it it was really phenomenal but it's something that there is an ambiguity to it um for me you, you can either believe what you're saying or not believe what you're saying and, that, and that's really all i would like to say about it but yeah. for me i 100 bought in to what you're saying um mm-hmm. And I don't want you to necessarily say um, if what you were saying was true or not, but do you have a point of view of what you were saying? I do. I mean, as an, as an actor, I made the choice that what I was saying was a hundred percent true. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, and I, and I think that, you know, I've gotten that from a lot of people like, Oh my God, I believe, I believed you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. And it has been, you know, exactly what Chrissy said, this kind of moment where, you know, people are um, generally have a comment about that section, you know, of, of of did you believe him or not? And that's, you know, that's kind of cool. So, well, to me, that's where the tone of the movie hangs on that moment to me. That's kind of yeah. the linchpin to where that's the moment that makes that ending work, that they're deeply tied together in how those two pieces end up together. And I think that's what makes those work. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. So could you um, just, I mean, I, I love this movie and I just really want to say like how excited I am. I'm really sad that I'm not going to panic because I wanted, I would love to walk out into a lobby and watch this film and then actually have conversations about it afterwards. Cause I am looking forward to once this is released in just a few weeks from now that engaging conversation about it because i think this will be one of those ones that that moment i think you're going to have multiple readings on it i'm looking forward to having a conversation with somebody that disagrees with me to see what they saw in it and how that all plays out right totally yeah 
And so then it's just, uh, what are you, um, what are you looking forward to with this as far as uh, releasing into the world? Is it these pr- pr- like the public screening piece of it, or is it just the general world and seeing what that feedback looks like? Because I know at Panic you're going to crush. There's no question right. about that. At Salem you're going to crush. It's that is just a no brainer. But the when it gets out into the world, I think that becomes the when you get a wider audience to see it. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm I'm excited for all of it. You know, I mean, I'm really excited um, to see it with with horror fans you know at the festivals and and then i'm really excited to find out you know what audiences on tubi think i know uh that 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 they you know what tubi has told us is that horror is their best genre most popular genre and that you know like at least 40 percent of their audiences watch all the uh, tubi originals so you know, I'm hoping that we're going to get a good amount of eyes on this. And that's really exciting, too. Oh, you absolutely will. Because it's Tubi is one of those things that just popped up one day and it was suddenly there and you start looking through the catalog and they have probably for genre films, the best back catalog of things. If there's something that I'm looking for that's a little bit obscure, weird out there, it's probably on there. If there was a premium version of that that i could subscribe to i would 100 do it but it's it's the thing where there's a couple ads in there they're not too distracting it's not too much but it's enough that people can still anybody can have access to this which is just really cool that yeah. anybody with a smart tv or a roku could watch your film which is awesome totally yeah no i'm i am excited about that too i'm excited about about that and, and it's great to be like yeah it's on tubi it's free you know you yeah. can join for free no excuses yeah and and it's something that i definitely highly recommend so anybody that's listening to this podcast do yourself a favor just go on to be if you're if you happen to be in missouri uh, um go check it out panic you're gonna be there for sale and go see this with an audience if you can't do that definitely check out the film on Tubi because i think this is one of those ones that gonna have a great time with it there's not a lot of these types of films that i go back to again and rewatch, uh-huh. but I want to sit down with my wife and watch this. And I want to get to that ending um, and see what she thinks about it and see how this is that commentary on female friendship that I think that we don't see enough of where it's really, despite all the things that are propelling this movie forward at the end, I think it's really just a movie about the bond of these women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So thank you so much, Chaz. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure to meet you and congratulations on the film. You got a special thank- one here. Great, great meeting you too. Awesome. Thank you so much, Annie. I appreciate it. Are most welcome. Thank you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Have a good weekend. (laughs) Bye-bye. Time enough to figure you out. Time enough to write this down. Wish me luck. Give me hope.
My boy's cracking.